Hey guys, okay. it's Keith. This is Jesse. This is a new player has joined. A podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. And today we are talking about everybody's favorite action hero who's killing aliens, but it's not Sigourney Weaver. And it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you love her the same. Yeah, we're talking about Super Metroid with the very funny Mateo Lane. Mateo, how you doing today? Miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yup, that yeah. sounds that's yeah. That checks out. Yeah. It's 2020. It's late September. It's America. Oof. Ooh, but we all want pasta. Yeah, we, we all, all want, want pasta. pasta. Now we all want pasta. And it'll make sense at some point. You'll see. Let's jump yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is New Players Joined. So you don't hear me breathe the whole time because I'm sure it'll piss off all your listeners. But it would make for another great grinder ad to just hear that heavy I, breathing into it. I'm so mad about grinder. <laughs> what happened with it? I did this podcast. It's a great podcast it's called The Rear View, and they I guess I talked about grinder. Like, what's your biggest pet peeve about grinder? So I said I just don't like the immediate dick pic and the demanding gaze. So we're like where are you? I'm like, this is, I don't know you. Like, this is so, you're so mean. And then they, and I was like in a sweater, like whatever. I didn't, now it's, <laughs> Grinder posted it, so. I love that the that the most upsetting part about this for you is I was in a sweater. <laughs> I know I was, I was just kind of like nestling up and trying to do a fun podcast and seconds later I, uh, anyways, how are you guys? We're fine. fine. You're going to hate when Grinders takes this Wait, from the, pod so the podcast and repost it. You're playing Fortnite. You have two groups? Does that mean you had one group and you're like, this isn't enough. I need to play more? Well, then I got my friend Yamanika Saunders into the game. Mm -hmm. So Yamanika, if you don't know, she's a really funny comedian. And um, we have... Uh, uh, she loves playing Grand Theft Auto. So was like, Wait, The whole reason I got into Fortnite is because during quarantine, like you couldn't leave. And so it was a fun way to like play with your friends and talk and all that stuff. So then when I got Yamanika on it, our friend Mon Monroe Martin was like, oh, Jordan Rock plays. So now me, Yamanika, and Jordan Rock play. And then Jermaine Fowler would play with us. Mm -hmm. So now I've got like two separate groups and I get anxiety when they all want to play at the same time. Because <laughs> you you're only allowed four in a group, yeah. you know? They, like, they won't let any, so it's like. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. They probably don't listen to this podcast. Which group do you really want to go play yeah, with? Yeah, almost certainly they don't listen to this podcast. So which group do you prefer? And <laughs> and what's your second biggest gripe about Grinder? Oh, my God. Enough of Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, honestly, it's like it was so fun in the yeah. sense that, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was like, what what the hell is Fortnite? Who gives a shit? It's like for 12-year-olds, which I'm already, I already have the mustache. So it's like I'm just waiting for the FBI to knock on my door. But um, I loved 007, and I feel like it's a, a like an adult version of GoldenEye, and it's yeah. quick, and it's skill-based, so you can get better. And as you get better, you're rewarded for it. And yeah. um, it's a great way to socialize. I mean, there's sometimes you're like you're in it deep, and you're screaming at like, Cover me, get this guy at, at number 34. And other times you're like, oh, God, man, they're just the worst. Like, you go back and forth between, like, socializing about your problems and playing the game. I, I, I just, I really have fallen for it. Yeah. It really is, like, a very good game to check up on your friends and then have 30 seconds of action. Because those games, you can play for, like, 10 minutes straight 
without seeing a single person sometimes. Yeah. So it's just like the it's the friendship game that happens to be killing people. Right. It, right. Well, they call it eliminating. I'm like, just it's like when Pokemon, like they fainted, fainted. Yeah. I just did a thunderbolt. Like, there's no fainting. Yeah, no, like they, this Caterpie is a level three, and I'm a level 97 ride shoot. Like, there's no fainting. The Caterpie <laughs> died. Wait. So when you and Jermaine and all the comedians are all playing this game, are you guys like linguistically eviscerating kids? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you all just, like, one-upping each other who could be, like, funnier or meaner? Like, if I don't know if you guys are actually shit-talking with kids or not, or if anybody just, like... No, we're not playing... Occasionally, like, when you don't put in... Like, you have to write, don't fill, so that... Mm. Right. If it's the three of us playing, we don't want, like, a fourth. Because there's been times where we're playing, and all of a sudden, it's like, hi! And we're like, (laughs) no! You know what I mean? It's like, do you guys have rare skins? Oh, my God, you get... You know, and I also have gay boys, so they're going to call me faggot. So it's like, you know, it's like, I'm scared of 12-year-olds. That was my whole life as a kid, is being horrified of 12-year-olds. No, we just play with each other. And I'm sure, like, we're like, fuck this motherfucker. But we're just, you know, it's, it's probably a seven-year-old on the other side who's, like, staying up past his bedtime, and we're, like, taking right. it so seriously. <laughs> it is a really fun game. And I think comics also, we just, like, we like to have goals. We like to be, we like to see ourselves getting better at things. We like competition. And so it's kind of a perfect venue to, to play. And it's funny because, yeah. like, even my friends, like, my gay group of friends who play, like, it's supposed to be called skins. Like the different characters are called different skins, right? right. So like, oh, there's a new skin out. We, I mean, for a solid three months, we had no idea. We were like, guys, I'm going to change my costume. Like we just had no <laughs> idea. I mean, we're just so, you better work. And <laughs> It's fun. Like my friend Nick plays and he's very like, this is Nick. And God, I have Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee every morning. Like you would never see him as like a video game player. But it's so funny. He... Like, everyone is their own type of person in the game, right? So, like, I'm a builder. Um, mm-hmm. My friend Nick is a sniper. And it's funny because, like, Nick will just be gone. We're like, where the fuck is Nick? And you'll hear a snipe, and you'll hear him just go, got her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And I oh love it. There's times you laugh really hard, and then there's, like, me and Yamanika scream at each other sometimes like just yelling <laughs> fighting and then two minutes later we're fine like nothing happened <laughs> yeah. we we tried to play fortnite a little bit when it came out and it was uh me and keith and our friend mike and what we discovered is i don't really understand how these games work at all because they'd be like getting shot at and be like jesse we need cover and i'd be like oh i ran like half a mile away to look in this house because it looked shiny so mm-hmm. I'm completely inept when it comes to first-person shooters, and especially online Well, it's gaming. a third person. Yep, that's true. So you can like, see your costume. It is kind of, I don't know, it feels like it's got kind of that weird fixed camera right behind you. Third person. I know it's third person, but I feel like, <laughs> like I'm playing, I'm replaying Metal Gear Phantom Pain right now, and it feels like there's more I can do with the camera, and there's more I can like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Have you ever seen those videos where people are like, it's fixed on a person's just their face, so it looks like the entire frame is moving around their face, as opposed to it looks like their their face is like moving as they do something. Does anybody know? What I I'm have talking absolutely about? no idea what no you're talking about. Aristotle's idea. nodding. He said Aristotle. that looking for me to like agree, and my eyes just had panic in them. Yeah. <laughs> Aristotle is nodding. I don't know if you know what the what the kind Aristotle, of are you is. Greek? Uh, no, Mexican, but I get that a lot because that, that would make sense. 
see. I feel like with Eric's Aristotle, you get it from like every ethnicity. I feel like we've yeah. got an email being like Saudi Arabian Aristotle. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am part Mexican. My grandpa's Mexican, so uh-huh. I'm I'm like, and I've been spending the entire summer because I live right by the Comedy Cellar, and everyone who works there is Latino. Mm-hmm. Or Italian Latino, so I've just been speaking Spanish the entire summer, and I just discovered Tahin, and it's changed my life. Uh, there you Ma- go, Mateo. You speak like five languages, don't you? I speak. It's okay to a non. If you're just like if you don't speak any languages, like you just mm-hmm. speak one language, I'm like I'm fluent in five. If you're like from Switzerland and you already speak five languages, I'm doing great. But I'm not <laughs> like. You know, so I'm fluent in Italian and English, and then I would say my Spanish is it's just so similar to Italian. Yeah. Like, there's just so... So much overlap. There's so much overlap that you really can just blur the languages a lot of times. <laughs> it's good and it's bad, right? Like, I don't really have to study Spanish. I just hear it and pick it up and move it along. But the bad part is if I re- really wanted to learn Spanish, like, I, I can't rely on my Italian. Yeah. But I mean, they're basically the same language. <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle's like, yeah, I speak Italian. I speak Italian. I no, it's definitely true. Hey guys, welcome to New Players. Join a podcast with the games people love and why they love them. This is this would be more natural in the studio. It would. It would be more we natural just jump in into the studio. It. We just jump so into it away, and so we deal with it's it. It's whatever, right? I'm giving you the full introduction. Guys, you know our, uh, our guest from his hilarious stand, but you can see on Netflix or I think literally every late night show that's ever existed. Please welcome the very funny Mr. Matteo Lane. Buongiorno. Yeah. Buongiorno. Hi, that's Spanish, us, if I'm correct. I believe I think that's, that's where they overlap. Finish. I believe that's, that's Finnish. It is Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Matteo, what game are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking, and it was hard, by the way, for me to pick. You were like, what yeah. game? Because I have like five games that are that have changed my life, Your essentially. Existence. And it was a, a tough pick, but I, I think if I had to go with my favorite game of all time, most influential, most, like, just most nostalgic, like, mm-hmm. I guess just most memories attached to it would be Super Metroid. There it is. This is a huge game, and it's interesting because it it's considered more influential to gaming than the original. Super Metroid came out, and that's... Most of what when we talk about Metroidvanias today as games, that's most of what it draws from. Like even the original Metroid was considered kind of a precursor to Super Metroid in that right. in that way. Right. I think Metroid. So the Metroid series, the original Metroid, which is, you know, a lot of Nintendo games are sort of the bare bones of what video gaming is today. But they just didn't have the full technology to really see their vision. I mean, if you look at a lot of the sketches they were making for the original Zelda game, what they wanted that game to be, you can only do so much with 16 pixels or 8, whatever the hell it was. You know, so Super Metroid was a game, basically, they had Metroid 1, obviously, then Metroid for Samus Returns for uh, Game Boy. Then they had Super Metroid. The reason Super Metroid, I think, is so influential is because it was one of the first games to really play with atmosphere and exploration. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't just like the original Metroid was like kind of the same. Like the music just goes throughout and monsters sort of come at you. Metroid 
Super Metroid defined a lot of video games because it showed that it could be cinematic. It could have moments that are slow. It can have moments that are scary. It can have moments that are, um, you know, you, you're constantly thinking what's going to happen next. Like when you first land on Zabus, or however the hell you pronounce the planet, it's all quiet. It's all right. dead. And, you know, there's small signs of life, but then, you know, so, and it's kind of eerie and the music is going with it. And it really gives you a full environmental feeling of I'm in this game. I'm not just playing it to side scroll. It wasn't going from left to right. And it also wasn't cute. I mean, it, it felt modern. It felt updated. It felt yeah. adult. It felt, uh, it just felt more uh, tangible than I think a lot of other video games, which are very poppy and bubbly and, you know, it just felt very mature for a game. Not to mention the art was beautiful, the art direction was beautiful, the gameplay is amazing, and they thought through it, and each environment had a different feeling to it, and yeah. I just loved it. How long did it take you to beat? How many times did you play it? Like, how often were well, you playing it? Well, so I live next to my cousins, again, Italian-Mexican, so I have, like, um, 87 cousins just <laughs> on my block. Um, but, yeah, so I was, and all my cousins were all, like, the same age as each other. So my cousin Michael, who was the oldest of us, he had Super Metroid, and my cousin Brian and I would watch him play. And it's also another one of those games because it was all about exploration and discovering mm -hmm. the room and what seems out of place. Me and my cousins would all sit around Mike and say that, try that, or bomb that, or do that, you know? And we felt like we were really helping him. Yeah. And then we, my cousin Brian and I would like play on our own. I'm sorry. And but visual... that, so it's tied with those memories of, and like rainy days. I love rainy days because that means we didn't have to go outside and we could play inside. The visual play of a hundred Italian Mexican children yelling at a television, bomb him, <laughs> bomb him. is very funny to me. <laughs> And then well, turning to each other. Both of our going, dads are, are Irish. So it's Irish, Italian, <laughs> Mexican. So it's the it's the trifecta of Catholicism. It's, that is impressive. Oh, no condoms it's, around that neighborhood. None. No, no, not at all. But, no, there was just too many of us. But plenty of guilt and shame. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, when it rains out, I'm like, it's probably something I did. Like, I just feel <laughs> for everything. But I would say I was primarily raised Italian. Our mothers were, there's a whole history with my Mexican family. My grandpa had five kids with my grandma and then had five kids with another woman, but he named them all the same name so he didn't confuse them. Oh so my then God. my grandma found out and divorced him and remarried a Sicilian. So when I grew up, I just had like a, an Italian background, but I am Mexican. It's how also. do you out? He out George Foreman, George Foreman. He did. Yeah, he yeah. Out George Foreman, he did. George Foreman. That's crazy. I mean, it's kind of brilliant, right? Like there was yeah, two Joaquins, there yeah. were two and then somehow my grandma got my uncle chain his name. This is some Italian shit. My uncle, whose name was Joaquin Maldonado, got his name birth certificate somehow changed to Jack. Whatever my grandma's last name is, I don't know if I should say it. So I'm like, how did she do that? How did you change a birth certificate? How did you change a birth certificate? Just a lot of willpower. A lot of willpower and drive. <laughs> I guess so. So, yeah. Going down the list of mob bosses, you know, Jack Smith, John Johnson, <laughs> Paul Randy. So, yeah, right. my mom's family is pretty dramatic. My dad's family is, they're not even, like, fun Irish. Like, oh, to teach a tar. They're just kind of like, we don't talk to each other. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, just... Yeah, no, I got that when you said Irish. <laughs> Somebody who yeah. grew up around Boston, I totally understood where that was. I'll just, so, I'm fascinated by Irish 
Americans because it's like such a like different exist like my dad's side I you know all his family lived in other states I have six cousins on that side I I haven't seen them in like 10 years mm-hmm. I saw my grandparents maybe five times before they died Meanwhile, my mom's family, you literally couldn't take a shit without everyone being like, heard it was rough. I mean, it just was like every day. And but I love it. Like, my grandparents, I talk to my grandparents almost every day. They know everything about my life. We're all very honest with each other. We're very funny. Like we eat, I just, if I didn't like what my mom was making, I went to my aunt's house. Like you're always with your cousins. Like it was just two very different childhoods. Oh yeah. Like two That's different, hilarious. two different, fa- like, I don't know, yeah. families. <laughs> Irish people just seem to not talk about anything. About anything. About anything. We don't even say goodbye. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole point. (laughs) Meanwhile, it takes Italians three hours to say goodbye. goodbye. While you're taking food or somebody's handing you food. Always, always. It's so nice. Oh, my childhood was sad. Anyway. (laughs) Did you all beat it together? Anyways, video games. I'm sorry. Video games. Video who games. Was video be- games. Who was beating it? Were you beating it? Was some? Was your cousin better at this game? Who was? Who was winning at this? My cousin Mike was the best, and then my cousin Brian and I took over. We got so good we could eventually beat the game in an hour and fifteen minutes. Wow. wow. And That's I still impressive. I know if I know that game like the back of my hand. Why, why is that a phrase? I actually don't know the back of my hand that well. No. Yeah. But um, I know where every missile is, every super missile. I know every upgrade. I know. I know you. I could walk in and be like, "There's something there, 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 there." I'm just. What, what's like the thing you get in the game? Is there is there any item upgrade weapon that you're like, "I'm still excited when I get this." Probably. Oh, when you get Mother Brain's power at the end. Yeah. When oh, you kill yeah. Mother Brain, and then the Metroid like saves you because you saved that Metroid. Right. And then it gives you her power, and then you're just like this giant rainbow. So I'm gay. This rainbow power <laughs> is just like destroying Mother Brain, and she's screaming like, dar, dar, dar. "Oh, it's so awesome!" It, that part is very, very cinematic, and mm-hmm. I think this is you know speaking to what you were talking about and creating atmosphere. This was one of the first games I saw that was like, no, this is for you to experience. Because the boss of the game really is kind of more Ridley. Because when you get to Mother Brain, it's just like this experience. Right. Like you're, you've just got this overpowered thing, but they want to show you the original Metroid that grew up that remembers you and recalls the sound your suit makes and then comes in and saves you. It's less a video game. It's almost more of like a 16-bit movie by the time that part pops up. Right. And you you... In that moment, I mean, now, obviously, I know they don't really let you die, but you think you're going to die because she yeah. keeps hitting you and you can't get up. You can't get up. And you're like, I'm sure, you know, kids, you're sitting like, what the fuck? And then the Metroid comes, you're like, ah! you yeah. know, I mean, there's so much excitement with it. Yeah, because games didn't really do cinematic moments or scenes like that a lot back then. Yeah. You know, I mean, I obviously, like in Super Metroid, like when Mario, like, saves Yoshi, runs out of the castle and blows it up, but like, a very different experience, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, this felt, this was, I think, the first uh, instance I can think of, at least, where it's like, this is a platforming game, and we're going to make you think that you're still playing the game, when in reality, we're just showing you the end, but making you feel the emotion of it. Which right. was fucking brilliant, especially for the time. Yeah. Mm. I think Metroid, and I'm still waiting for Metroid Prime four for yeah evidently the switch and then they had that whole announcement where they're like never mind the game sucked so we got retro studios back (laughs) we're gonna redo it and at least they're honest 
I mean, I do appreciate them being honest, but it's like there has been something about the Metroid games that just they just can't get their shit together. I mean, when they yeah. do, they do. But there was never a Metroid game for Nintendo 64. Um, then we got GameCube, which Met- Metroid Prime, which is one of the yeah. best video games of all time. And then nothing we nothing we you. And now we're at the Switch, and it's like, okay, what is going on? And I'm a little afraid that they're not going to do an open world Metroid. I'm afraid that they're going to do like another first person shooter. I'm like, no, we need to do the Breath of the Wild for Metroid. We Ooh. need to give that game the ultimate experience possible. Do you think there's sell. like a vendetta against Metroid? Because we've read about how the person at uh, Nintendo hated Donkey Kong. I'm wondering if there is any like anger towards it that people like love Metroid that they're like, let's put this in the back burner. Yeah. We don't like this being like the number the one game. game. I don't know. That's me putting it out there because I agree I with think- you 100%. Right. I've, I read an article somewhere that said, you know, there's a lot of studios that don't want to take on the pressure of making a Metroid game because the expectations are so high. Yeah. So, you know, when a Metroid game comes out, it is an event. I mean, in every single list, every list that ever exists about top 10 video games of all time, if it's not number one, it's in the top 10 of Super Metroid. Yeah. There's a legacy that goes with Metroid. And Metroid Prime was such a good game. It might be one of the best rated video games of all time. I mean, everything was like 9.5, 10, 10, 9.5, 10, 10. So, you know, you have, it's it's a lot, there's a lot of expectation that comes with it. So a lot of studios like, I, I can't, we can't, I can't do Metroid. If I do Metroid and I fuck it up, we're fucked. We're done. So, you know, I mean, the fact that they were even making Metroid and then they scrapped it and got an Retro Studios back to make it again goes to show I think they really care about the Metroid games yeah. and they really want these games to hold up to their legacy. Don't want to Duke Nukem it. Yeah, don't they Duke really don't want to Duke and Nukem years it. years and turn out to be Duke Nukem. This, this game is really interesting um, in terms of how it fits into the rest of Nintendo because it's darker than most games Nintendo makes. Like, it's got, an, it's got a horror edge to it. It's got that sci-fi kind, kind of, of like alien Contra-esque. Feel. It's not. Yeah. It's not Contra, but like it went for a scarier vibe. Yeah. than Metroid. When, and when you compare it to like Mario games, um, mm-hmm. even Castlevania. Games. I mean, and yeah. I love Castlevania, but even in Castlevania, there's still this sense of like I'm playing a game. Yeah. yeah, there's something arcade about Castlevania. I'm talking about the older ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Metroid was something completely different. Where I mean, they really, they really took the environment seriously. And so, when you're in a different world, you felt that you were in a different world. You felt that you were in a different room, and each room had a different vibe. And uh, um, and it was just creative in the sense of like when you upgrade now you can unlock this and now you can use this and hey you can do that and there seems there was in metroid also super metroid i felt like it was one of the first games that there were multiple ways to achieve the same goal as opposed to a singular way to achieve a goal so like just mario for example it's pretty basic you know if you're gonna kill someone stomp on their head if you need to go farther get the feather it's very like Let's just, yeah. this is the rules. Metroid was, you can go there in maybe three or four different ways. Mm-hmm. But you're really going to have to think about how you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. It creates a lot of excitement when you're playing it because 
you can accidentally find a new way. You can stumble into a new area without realizing it. And everything just feels, it, it makes you feel like you're an explorer. Like right. this is new land. You had nobody's seen it before and you're just wandering into it accidentally. It's kind of a great, uh, it's a great feeling that I don't know that any other kind of game is able to replicate as well. No, it was, it was also, it's a woman. That's yeah. my favorite part. That's the gay inside me that's so excited is that <laughs> all this time you're playing this game and you think you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger and then in the end she rips off her helmet and there she is. Can, can we talk about the uh, the death animation in Super Metroid because well, she's like, like, like yeah. that. Can we talk yeah. about how Arnold could have sued everyone? He's like, I bet everybody thinks I'm that guy. Everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks, thinks I'm that, that guy. guy. <laughs> like, Arnold's got bigger problems than suing a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Which Contra guy am I? Yes. <laughs> no, in the, in the original Metroid, they're like, you beat the game. You've been a woman. And you're like, what? In Super Metroid, they're like, you died. Here's you in a bikini for no reason. Hell, look. It's that, that I, it's, that's my fantasy, to be in a bikini in space. And when I die, I die like the Little Mermaid when she came out of the water. <laughs> Do you think that freaked out kids? How many kids think like, oh, that's me? And then they turn out to be like a woman in a bikini and start dancing. Like, you think that <laughs> fucked with their heads? A little bit. I think it's a I think it's a great game that plays with both masculine and feminine stereotypes. And yeah, it's you know it's so it's not to say everyone's now you're queer. You played Super Metroid. You're gay. <laughs> you know, like I picture a '90s kid running in to get his dad to be like, "Dad, I'm a girl and I'm, I have a bikini on." He would just kick the TV <laughs> as hard as he could because he'd be so confused. I, I see. We're back to talking about my like. Irish Bostonian family again. Yeah, it was like, this sounds like a pretty rough family. (laughs) Yeah, man, again, grew up around Boston. Nobody talks, nobody has emotions, nobody's healthy. God, they just fight. That's it. They just fight each other. That's it. Oh, this this is, it's, uh, it is funny to me, and I think it's great that they leaned in harder after the first game, that they were like, we know that a bunch of people got weirded out by this, and we're here being like, fucking deal with it. This is what it is. I think it's a great Well, it it was progressive in a way that you know, games were stereotypically sold to boys. Right. And boys, you know, always think I have to play a game as a character that I can project myself onto. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice element for them to play this whole game through, which is an amazing game and also confidently say, yeah, I'm a woman. Yeah. In the game. And I think it starts to break down people's internalized misogyny. And it just, I mean, there's nothing bad about it, you know? But also, no. just as a, uh, I was going to say, just as like a tactical point, I don't know what I'm talking about. The game was based off of Aliens. It was based off Sigourney Weaver right. mm-hmm. in Alien. And so it makes sense. Uh, there's so many elements of Alien to that game. And I think because Alien was such a big movie and because Aliens was another big movie that kids had less uh, animosity towards the game because they could just think about it as Sigourney Weaver, too. Yeah. They were kind of easing their way into breaking that mold of the action hero. God. Meanwhile, I was a tiny little faggot, and I was so excited that I was a woman (laughs) because I loved it. When I played Mario 2, oh, I was always Princess Peach. She could fly. Mm -hmm. She had a dress. I was fucking in love. I (laughs) loved it. Loved it. I thought it was fabulous. Mateo, did you play the original Metroid? Um, Yeah, I played it. 
I like it just because I like almost going backwards. And like mm-hmm. when I see Craig and when I see, you know, Ridley and stuff, I like going back and seeing what the blueprint was for Super Metroid. Yeah. But I don't enjoy the game. No. So, but, so you didn't play Metroid before playing Super Metroid? Mm-mm. Okay. Super Metroid a- first. Right. Um, there's so much stuff and I've never actually been able to find anybody who played them in Metroid, Super Metroid order because most of the people I know are bigger into Super Metroid because it's just a better Better game. But like, there's so much stuff they do with making it a full sequel where they're like revisiting the place where you originally found, uh, Ridley, like revisiting the, the actual mother brain and all the Metroids. All this stuff is like they're doing the lifting of bringing back these characters that were iconic, but there's an entire generation of players who are like, we don't care. We didn't play the first game. We just like this one. So it's this interesting place in video game lore where it's like, look at all the work we did. And everybody goes, that's fine. And that's well, I I think it's it's one of those things where it's a nod to the past, but it also Mm -hmm. wasn't. it, it didn't define the game that this is a, a sequel or a, yeah. I, mean, I guess it's not a sequel because they had one for Game Boy, but you know, and, and it is kind of the predecessor of Metroid, right? So they're saying like, it's almost like the Lucas um, remake of Star Wars, you know, where they just kept adding shit into stuff. They're like, look, now there's this, but um, I don't think it takes away. If anything, it does add to it. I mean, they had like yeah. the black, even as a kid, I knew there was another Metroid because the beginning when she's describing what she was on right. Zeus, it was black and white. And, yeah. So you had a sense that um, there was another Metroid game, but I don't, I don't know. You, you don't you, really care like a as a 50 year old you, you, who's you played ca- all through. Yeah. You don't really care as a gamer because GoldenEye, nobody saw the actual movie GoldenEye. Everybody just liked playing GoldenEye. How no one cool. gave How a shit. How dare you? I, Sean I, Bean all, was wonderful. <laughs> GoldenEye was... Because that was another game. Um, the games that I sent you guys were GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. Um, oh, perfect Dark. <laughs> so good. Super Metroid. Pokemon Yellow and X-Men Legends. Those are my favorite games of all times. All kind of co-op games you can play with other people. GoldenEye was so fantastic because it wasn't about, no one gave a shit about the story. Just that type of gameplay and interaction and how everything was moving. It was just so revolutionary and so fucking fun. I mean, it's still a fun fucking game. And then Perfect Dark, which was, of course, the sequel to GoldenEye, where with this other story of, like, I'm Joanna Dark. She was British for some reason. Uh, <laughs> that was also a great... Rare uh, Rare in its heyday made so, so many good. great games. Banjo-Kazooie, GoldenEye, uh, Perfect Dark. Um, I think Conquer's that they made day. Donkey Kong, too. What did they make? Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> Little but they made so many game. great games. I, yeah. I, you know, I loved Rare. I loved Banjo-Kazooie, too. Not Banjo-Tooie, yeah. but Banjo-Kazooie was a great game. I gotta, I gotta ask you this. Do you play any Metroidvanias now? No. Um, I, there was that one game called Hollow. What was it called? Hollow? Hollow Knight? On the Switch. Um, I tried playing it for a little bit. And I just like couldn't get into it. Actually, the yeah. last game before Fortnite that took over my life was Zelda Breath of the Wild, yeah. which I guess is kind of a Metroid-esque it has, game. It Zelda has, and Metroid had yeah. a lot of parallels to them. 
yeah, there's it's kind of like a sandboxy Metroidvania. Zelda games, and I've I've always felt this have kind of been a less talked about version of Metroidvanias, where it's all just soft barriers, and you can go wherever you want and explore however you want and get those power ups. So it's it's very much like a lot of the Zelda mechanics make sense for a Metroid type of game. So it's I don't know. It's always been weird to me that we right. don't consider that more closely related to the Metroid series. But I just might be weird. You're well, weird. Be- I'm weird. I think it's because one was side scroller, one was from above. Yeah. Um, one's in space, one's like I don't, I don't even know what the fuck Zelda is like. <laughs> fairies, but um, <laughs> but they are similar games. You know, you get your power ups and you continue to explore, and this opens up that part of the world. But Zelda Breath of the Wild, I mean, that game has to be one of the best video games of all time. I it mean, you. have you guys played it? Yeah, I've, I've, I beat that game maybe three years ago. What did you think? Uh, I really liked it, but there were two things about the game that bugged me so much that it was like infuriating. I hate the mechanic of weapons breaking in-game. Uh-huh. Just like, this is just a limited thing. It's basically ammo, so it's infuriating to me. So as soon as I could, I just got the Master Sword and was like, I'm done. I'm not doing any more weapons. Fuck this. And the music was so sparse. And oh, I see, love I Zelda loved music. both of those things. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the the things I actually didn't like were that all of the Ganons looked the same. Yes, and I hated the uh, divine beasts they because all they the all thing. felt the exact same. Yes. Every time I got to, them, I was like, I'm bored. Like, how can we have these amazing levels and mountains and uh, the sense of exploration and cooking. I mean, it's that they're cooking. Yeah. I mean, all I this cook in real life. Usually I'm cooking in a fucking video game. <laughs> and then, you know, you get to the divine beast and it's like a shit, it's like mist. Yeah. It was like a shit puzzle game. And then like kind of a shit boss. And I was like, well, this sucks. It, yeah. It was all the stuff leading up. Like they're making you lead up to these awesome moments, and the awesome moments aren't that great. All yeah. the stuff leading up to the awesome moments are great, and there's like kind of a weird you. thing about it. But other than that, the whole game—it's beautiful, it's phenomenal. I get why people love it. There's like, you can do fucking anything, yeah, in right. that game. And then all the dungeons are just monotonous. <laughs> and it's I like, hope for Breath of the Wild too. They. Listen, because Nintendo has had a history of not listening to the criticism of their fans and continuing mm-hmm. to do what they want, which sometimes they're right. Uh, Zelda for GameCube, Zelda Wind Waker. Yeah. When that came out, everyone's like, boo, oh. it doesn't look real. It's, it's cartoon, so boo, good. boo. And then now we're like, oh, wait, that was a great game. Yeah. So, so Nintendo was right. But then they've also had times where they're just dead wrong. I right. mean, the latest Pokemon game, I wanted to walk into the river. Yeah. I mean, it was, they, I love Pokemon. I love those games. I love that franchise. I think Pokemon Red, Yellow, Blue, Gold, Crystal are some of the best video games of all times. Innovative, fantastic, uh, just Charming as hell. really, truly amazing. Game. Then they were promising us to like, this is it. This is the game for the adults, for the fans. We're doing mm-hmm. it. We're making it. It was bullshit. Yeah, it was yeah. I could explore less in this game. There's nothing more than I hate in an open world game where you go somewhere and someone's like, ah, now you will go here. And then you just follow them. Like there was no sense of exploration. Yeah. I just felt like I was mindlessly following another stupid path. I didn't, it was, the graphics were whatever. I hated it. 
Did it feel like <laughs> a full game tutorial? Yeah, it did. Like it, it, yeah, you're right. It did. The whole thing was a tutorial. Yeah. I was just waiting to hear a voice of like some YouTuber being like, okay, guys, so when you get to this part, there's two <laughs> options here with like shit editing, like, whoa, you know. You, you forgot their silly catchphrase. Oh, right. catchphrases to YouTube YouTubers. catchphrases. Oh, love it. Some love YouTubers, YouTubers I love. There's this guy named Nix um, on YouTube. He's super hot. He's great. <laughs> but um, he plays Fortnite and he's like, bro, you know, like he's like that. Um, a cypher I love who plays Fortnite. But then some are so annoying. Like, they feel the need to scream at their phone at the, the computer the whole time. I'm like, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? You have a microphone. They're very excitable. It's when you realize it's, you're not the fan base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not 13. Yeah, Every, you're just like, oh, you're not talking to me. My bad. Oh. Jump into our first game. It's All called right. How Well You Know Your Favorite Video Game, Super Metroid version. Now, we're going to ask you a bunch of serious questions about Oh, God. Series. I wonder if I'll know serious. this. That's so and, funny. I probably won't know anything. And then we have some questions that are also super serious. There's definitely no joke questions in this game whatsoever. It's all about Super Metroid, and Got they're, it. they're all video. And you have three seconds to answer each question. Lightning round. Perfect. Style. Question one mm -hmm. In what year was Super Metroid first released? 1996. 1994. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was 96 something. when N64 came out? Is that what I'm thinking of? It might be. I think 95, but I might be wrong. I There is something so genuine and just real about nodding solemnly and going, I got that question wrong. I did. I, I watched um, uh, uh, this exact same thing with Mariah Carey, but also one of her fans, and the fan got more questions right than Mariah Carey about herself. That's. I remember listening oh. to the Simpson writers do that. We're like Simpsons fans invited all the Simpsons writers to come out to do a trivia thing, right. and one Simpsons writer's like, "Yeah, I could do it," and the rest were like, "You're a fucking idiot." Yeah, like well, I don't remember anything that I wrote. You don't. Well, you also, don't realize like, the Simpsons like they created some of the best television of all time. And the, what was the address of? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> you're like you fucking you, ungrateful shit. Like I just created. Get the, how like, funny I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were right. Nintendo 64 came out September 29th, 1996. That's go. what I was thinking then. All right. Question two: What is the main character's full name in Metroid Prime? Metroid oh, Super Metroid. God damn. I don't know. Just Samus. Samus Aran. A R A N. Oh, Aran? Samus Aran. Yeah. There you go. Question three, which U.S. state located on the Easter Seaboard partially falls in central time zone? Ohio. Florida. Florida, Florida has know. the panhandle. Question four, on what planet does most of Super Metroid take place? Zebus. Correct. Correct. I, 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 I see Zebes. I love Zebus way more. I, I might be saying it like an Italian, like I read it like an Italian, like they best. Uh. <laughs> I hope to God you did that with every area in this game when you were growing <laughs> up with it. Question five: What country are you gonna move to when this all goes down? Italia. Yeah. yeah. Italia. Good choice. Good choice. Question six: How many bosses must Samus defeat before she can enter Torian? Four. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Very good. Question seven: What's eight times seven? 
Oh my god, 56? Yeah. <laughs> There's an expression on your face like that I'm going to take a I shot. I was in the nervous dark. for that one. <laughs> I'm more nervous about that than, yeah, <laughs> than the upcoming election. I was like <laughs> Speaking of seven. that. Question 8, what job are you going to do in this new country that you moved to? Oh, I'll be like a pizzaiola. I'll make pizza all day in Naples, my my city of origin. That sounds awesome actually that's great i'll i'll pick up smoking i'll make pizzas yep. i'll get a wife and i'll cheat on her and then i'll be nice. a full-blown italian yeah i like it mm-hmm. i like it mm-hmm. <laughs> question, question nine how many distinct areas areas are there in super metroid there's one two three four five seven. Oh, i forgot Mother brains, sorry. Mother brains, and then the the first one or the the area. Oh, where you and the start. abandoned ship. Yeah, R seven. There you go. Question ten: What end game power up does Samus gain that allows her to defeat Mother Brain? Mother brains power, like the rainbow. Yeah. Thing. You know what the name of it is? Rainbow plasma. That's actually decently close. It's the hyper beam. It's equally as nine. Oh yeah, 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 the hyper beam. That's right. There you go. Number eleven. What one object will you take with you when you when we all flee this terrifying country? Um, I'd love to say like a photo or like a book or something like that, but realistically, uh, I, lube. I'll just bring some lube. <laughs> I hope there's just boats at Ellis Islands where people can leave. Yeah, <laughs> we go back to our countries of right. origin. So I have yeah. to dress up like my nana with like a shawl. <laughs> And sit there for 40 days on a cold boat so I can yep. tell everyone about it, you know, when I get to Italy. We can arrive and there will be a giant statue in front of Italy that's like, everybody's welcome. And then you get to the island and they're like, not everybody's welcome. <laughs> Just Italian. We want the Italian. Italian. Yeah, yeah, no. Italian. I, we're going to look down on the Irish for the next 50 years. Get out. And we're like, great, great. <laughs> Question 12, what is the current record for the fastest speed run of Super Metroid? Probably like 56 minutes. It's 40 minutes, 55 seconds. Okay. So the fact that you could beat that in like an hour is with your cousin. When you said that, insane. I was like, that's bonkers that you got that close to the world record speed run. Because for a while, 56, like, yeah, what was hour the speed 15, run? Hour 15, I think, was our top one. That's still fucking crazy, man. And question 13, everybody's favorite question. Tell us a secret. Uh... During quarantine, I got a flashlight because my friend told me it would be really like it would be good, and I used it once and was humiliated, so I threw it out. Which I'm sure if someone's going through my trash, they'd be like, "What? What is?" Can you talk? Can you talk us through the mental (laughs) thought process of can like this is probably stupid. I should stop continuing. Being like, "What am I doing? Should I I finish?" I've done and said a lot of really humiliating things like especially on grinder like i've just made sure. so many broken promises I and mean, said things that make your skin peel off but um to, to to sit alone in your studio apartment in new york and just kind of have like a, a pretty cold piece of plastic <laughs> on your dick it's humiliating it's a, it's, a, it's the ultimate low what neighborhood are you in now i'm in the west village this was when i was in the upper east side that's even okay. The upper. I, I was the only side, one with a functioning dick in that neighborhood. Yeah. Everyone's in their early hundreds. It's it's all old money on the Upper East Side. I assume and the, in walks this Italian gay stand-up with his sex toy, 
was mm-hmm. like, guys, I'm gonna go for it. I mean, with the amount of work those people are getting done, they're also fucking plastic. You ever think about that? <laughs> they're also fucking dead pieces of plastic. It is true. true. I was like fucking, like, I was fucking with like parts of their old legs and cheeks. <laughs> I have to ask, did you get like one of the like additions where you know who's who's your who's your flashlights modeled wow. after or something. Wow. Honestly, I here's the thing is I'm friends with so many porn actors. I should have just asked like I should have just asked my really? friend Boomer. I should have been like, Boomer, send me a flashlight. But then I'm, you know, having sex with a plastic version of Boomer's asshole. <laughs> and last time I saw Boomer, we had a pie contest at my friend Bob's house. So I was like, this doesn't you know, I mean, Boomer doesn't give a shit. He he would probably say yes in a second. I could have asked so many people. I I have to congratulate you on just picking a great secret out of the gate. So many guests we have on this show try not to give the thing they're going to give us. They're like, they hold back. And you fucking went for it, and it was perfect. So <laughs> thank you so, thank much. You so much for being an open book on that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian. This is... This is all I got. This is par for the course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, this has been How Well Do You Know Your Favorite Video Game? Very well. You know it very, very well. well. And that, god damn, I can't get over the part of this episode where Aristotle was like, who are you fucking in plastic form? I know. You don't it's talk. It's true. It was, it he was doesn't just talk. Like, I guess it was what? just random ass. I don't know what the selection was. Like general male ass was, <laughs> I guess. This, I don't know. But we I have took to the let... recommendation off my friend who was like, you should get this one. But you have to understand that Mm -hmm. Aristotle never interrupts. He doesn't speak, but he needed to know one thing. He made a choice, and he he, was like, I'm going to interrupt the show for this one moment. interrupt us to find out what was that address I can send money to to a charity. Won't interrupt for that part, but he will interrupt you to understand. Which asshole did you get? No, nope. Keith had to look up what year N64 came out. Yeah, he Aristotle didn't even, he didn't did even jump on that or anything. I had to do that shit. But, what are you doing? But he's here on Zoom holding up three of his five fleshlights, being like, <laughs> was it one of these? Was it one of these that I... One of them is Avatar-themed. The yeah, Avatar-themed yeah. Katara. Um, uh, Aristotle, do you have a fleshlight? I do not, but I've, I've heard... Similar stories from other comedians, like, oh yeah, there's plenty of people just giving them away at comedy shows, and that's where I've seen yeah. like there are horror themed ones. There is an oh, Avatar like themed vampire one, vampire teeth or something. How do you go back? That, like, a... how do you go back? How do you after go back? Doing that? How do you go back? Well, you know back? what's even more embarrassing is the cleaning out process. Oh coming... my god! <laughs> okay, as if none of you've ever come before. So like. <laughs> What is this conversation? It's just nothing that we've re- like. I've never thought of that as part of the ownership. Well, of the it, you can't just. It's you can't come. It doesn't disappear. It's not like absorb. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere. That's the other part too. Is like I when literally I'm standing in my sink washing the inside of my flashlight out. I thought <laughs> this is it. Yeah, I've gone too far. Quarantine had broken you. Uh, quarantine did break me. I mean, I definitely snuck sex during quarantine. I felt like a gay in the 50s, just like sneaking out, feeling shame. Very nostalgic. Oh, oh, this is great. This is, good. this is one of my favorite secrets of all time on this show. So thank you for that. So we have a special game for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't done it for a while. Okay. Uh, it's everybody's favorite game. It's time for Can You Guess the Name of the Video Game based on how somebody who doesn't play video games described the video game to us. And the way it works is we have a person who does not play video games, watch video games, and then tell us what they think is happening. Got it. 
We're going to do three games. Every game has four hints, and you can guess after every hint. If you get it right at any point in that, you get full credit. Okay. You ready? Game number one. Hint number one. So many angry spheres and half spheres. I don't know. So many angry spheres. Sounds like Burning Man. Sounds like Burning Man. He's like high. (laughs) That's something someone high at Burning Man would say. Dude, there's just like spheres, but then they were half spheres. Like, dude, shower. They're like undulating and you feel their energy and their souls. You get it. I really don't like Burning Man. This is stupid. Have you been? No, but one of my ex's best friends went and then he died a year later. So, um, I anything to do with <laughs> anything to do with Burning Man at all? Anything? Kind of, yeah. The use of drugs, I think, really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh a lot of drugs, God. but yeah. I'll blame Burning Man. Um, okay, go on. What's the next hint? All right, sorry, I'm waiting for this. Oh, we got a motorcycle behind us. Hold on. You guys haven't heard the construction outside my apartment? No, I it literally no. sounds like the end scene in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. It's horrible. I mean, yeah. It the reviews were like this movie will end careers. Ben Affleck was the equivalent of like that, you know that horse Wilbur or whatever his name was in the 1950s to get him to talk. They fed him yeah. peanut butter and then did the voiceover for it so it looked like his mouth was moving. It was essentially that. <laughs> I mean, Ben Affleck was just out of it the whole time. Yeah. It could barely get zipped up into his suit. So I feel like they just like CGI'd like his mouth moving, but it was truly weakened at Bernie's. Yeah, it was the whole time watching that movie. I was like, while it was coming out, it was like magazines being like, Ben is so sad and yeah. so drunk. And it was like the whole time leading up to the movie that I'm like, this I, isn't and then he's be playing healthy. Batman again. I'm like, why? Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> like to be Batman, and we don't like him as Batman. <laughs> Who is this for? Number two, this combination take home astronomy test and long jump competition is more colorful than I thought. This what? combination take home astronomy test and long jump competition is more colorful than I thought. As well as so many angry space spheres. invaders? No, but no. I like that guess. All right, number three. Puddle paintings make the best Narnia cabinet. Mario Sunshine? He's close. close. He's so, so close. close. You want to give him the... I mean... His fourth, this one's probably not going to help, but it, you already know. Number four, his red hat makes me think he's racist. So it's Mario. Odyssey? It's Mario. So close. Galax- Galaxy? Mario 64. Oh, oh, Mario 64. Yeah. The puddle paintings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, that was, that was pretty close. You were. It's, it's hard with, uh, especially Mario Galaxy, because the take-home astrology test was collecting stars, but Mario Galaxy fits that way better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you partial credit yeah, for partial that. Credit. For just getting you know, Mario. It's hard once you get to Mario, because it's like, I don't know. I know it's a Mario game. This Mario yeah, game, it this could Mario be any game, of the this 18. Game. Next game, hint one. The coal miner home makeover collect newspapers game. Red Dead Redemption? I don't even know. Like, it's not. What? Bad. Take take the part of your brain that's working logically and just toss it out the window and let it kind of yeah, free associate I was like, float. I, I can't even the, what, say that again. It was like, the, with what? The coal miner 
home makeover collect newspapers game. Put on your Burning Man brain and just be yeah, a little bit high. Yeah, just get really, just get, really. Just get a little coal miner. Just have the slightest bit of peyote in your system right now. Diddy Kong f- Racing? I have no idea. No, you know what? I like, I like where your soul's at right now. I like, I it. like it. Number two, Roy G. Biv your way to a, to a military industrial complex, you REI model. Roy G. Biv your way to a military industrial complex, you REI uh, model. I don't know. I have the no coal idea. miner home makeover collect newspapers game. With a Roy G. Biv. Roger Rabbit for NES? I have no idea. I'm going to let you know, we don't pick games that are going to be out there. It might be hard for you to figure out. We don't just pick random. Yeah, so we, you know about this game. Number number three. Finally, a game that replicates the blue bubble I constantly live in. Bubble Bobble? No. Last one. So RE model, coal miner, coal miner, Roy bubble. G, Roy G biving your way to a military industrial complex. And last hint, thanks for the 80 guns world. I'll be sure to fire one of them once. Guys, I have no idea what we're this talking about. This game. We've Ninja talked Turtles. about it on this episode. This game is Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How is that Fortnite? The coal miner with the pickaxe, the yep. home makeover, oh, you're creating a house. I'm collect newspapers. Coal mine. I'm like, who's like in a coal mine? All I could think of was Mario Kart in that one level where like you're in a coal mine. Yeah. A REI no. model. Oh, I should have. Well, I don't know what an REI model is. I was so embarrassed when you said that. I was like, mm-hmm. I have you know what, no idea. Do you know what REI is? Like with the dots on people? No. Um, <laughs> REI is this like yuppie mountain climbing outdoor sporting store where it's like, it's all just like cargo shorts and utility belts and kayaks. Yeah, I'm a homosexual. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Even if I was staring and looking at it, I wouldn't know what it is. So I have no... And then Concept. the bub- and then the bubble is supposed to be the storm. Yeah, coming you get in. Case in that dome. That I didn't get. That was a little too abstract. It's <laughs> on us. We apologize. <laughs> it's our fault. All right, we got one more. You you ready okay. for this? All right, first one. Gray wee sports dude looks great in his spiffy new vest. Mateo, <laughs> we are like a ruining sports his sports dude looks good in his sports vest. I Ray don't know, Wee Susan Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> the video game. Oh, if she was in this game. Oh, baby, baby, baby. baby. Number two, the Nickelodeon Slimovision is a nice touch, but I'm worried they're going to get sued by the Matrix. Now I want to be like Mario Sunshine. <laughs> um... I don't know. What's that game? Spl- spoon something for? Oh, Splatoon or? Yes, or Splatoon. Splatoon. I'm thinking like ooze. Um, I don't no. know. What's the next one? Shove that floppy disk into your gun, pixelated Blade Runner. Is it Doom? It's not. But no, you're getting but closer. yes, but so close. You're getting. Is it, it like Wolfenstein 3D? Is it Duke Nukem? No, I love this. <laughs> I love get, it. I think the last hint will get it. Because it's like, 
were just like, you know who's behind that door? You're like, I don't know, some guy I don't care about. We're like, it's literally your husband. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know, is it <laughs> is it a Republican? <laughs> no, no, give him the last 10. Is it D- you, Goldeneye, Perfect Dark? Future Winona Ryder picked a weird accent for this role. Winona Ryder picked a weird accent for this future, role. Future Winona, Winona Ryder picked a weird accent. It's not actually Winona Ryder. It just feels like it's Winona Ryder. We've also talked about this game on today's episode. <laughs> what? Let the Zelda? So let's go back. Gray Wii Sports Dude. Gray Wii Sports Dude looks great in his spiffy new vest. The Nickelodeon slime vision is a nice touch, but I'm worried they're going to get sued by the Matrix. Shove that floppy disk into your gun, pixelated Blade Runner. And future Winona Ryder picked a weird accent for this role. Metroid Prime? I don't know. <laughs> you even I made don't, a joke. I'm, by the way, can I just say, there's nothing more annoying in the world than a fucking riddle. I hate <laughs> I hate them. I'm not see I'm not talking to a troll. It's not the medieval times. I hate I hate this, riddles. This game is normally this because it just it doesn't make any sense. It's from the point of view of doesn't You literally made a joke earlier in this podcast about this character having a weird having an accent for no reason. Oh my god, your internet that's cutting out right now. Okay. Say it again. We'll say it again, your internet cut out. You earlier in this episode, you literally made a joke about this character having an accent for no reason whatsoever and it being a weird choice. Oh my god, how bad is my memory? What am I a fucking goldfish? <laughs> Storm from X Men when Aurora, when Halle Berry had that weird accent for like two seconds in the first <laughs> Mateo. Remember this that? Game. She was like, Logan, you can't do this alone. And then, like, <laughs> many minutes later, it. she was like, Did you guys want fries? Like, she was so. <laughs> Um, Mateo, this is in oh, perfect dark. There yeah! it is. Well, I didn't understand dark. any of the rest of it though. Gray Wee Sports Dude is the alien with his spiffy new vest, Elvis. Yep, okay. Uh, the Nickelodeon Slime Vision. There's just whenever you go into like uh, straight like looking mode, they have just this green tint, like a night vision tint to it. So it's everything's just kind of that green matrixy feel. Uh, every time you reload your gun, it looks like it's a floppy disk because the animation was so bad that it was just... Oh, like like the laptop gun? Exactly. And you just pixelated Blade Runner, and you just look like future Winona Ryder the entire time. Yeah, she does kind of look like Winona Ryder, but she wasn't stealing anything. That we know of. We didn't see her between between levels where she's just taking a mug from a coffee shop and just putting it in her purse. I can't. If Winona Ryder just stole a mug, we wouldn't even. I mean, she fully ran in and grabbed like a thousand coats and ran out. (laughs) I mean, that woman lost it. She like. Uh, She underwent a complete change from decade to decade to decade. Isn't she kind of just off? Weren't those gifs of her up on stage just making crazy faces? Yeah, with the pizza. My friend Pat Powers said the funniest thing ever. When I watched Stranger Things for the first time, I said, what did you think of Winona Ryder? And he wrote back and said, I think she had no idea there were cameras on her. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Like she That's was just really fully talking sad. to lights and stuff. But I mean, she did a great job in that. But there is the sense that like everything is like about to just get unhinged. Like mm-hmm. she's holding on by a threadbare. Yeah. 
No, it definitely feels like she's on the I precipice. I want to see her give a speech. I just want to be rambly oh, yeah. and not really leading to anything. It doesn't, I it doesn't have to Because be. it's so uncomfortable. It's the same with like Britney Spears, who I love, but it's like something's going on what? there. Have and you, it's real uncomfortable. Are you, are you watching the Instagram? I am like so worried. Do you worried. think I turned gay yesterday? <laughs> I had no idea. Wait. I had my, no idea. My favorite part was that he said turned gay. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> it's, if you not, think I made the choice yesterday. Like, turn, right. off, <laughs> turn off Adult Swim. Go watch Britney Spears' Instagram. You'll oh be like, what Yeah, I feel bad for Britney. I think, Brit- I think Britney is suffering from serious mental problems. Yeah. And yeah. the people around her are not helping in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's rough. I mean, she's an easy target. But in reality, I think it's... I think it's Although yeah, the funniest thing ever happened, I saw her concert years ago and my Aunt Cindy, it was the circus tour, and my Aunt Cindy came with us and like by the third song, my Aunt Cindy just leaned to me and she goes, I swear to God, she's chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. Oh. That's such an odd oh. thing to say too, that nails... Like, oh. I now know your aunt forward and back She's the best. Ever She's having the matter. funniest person on the face of the planet. Whenever she gets into a fight in public, it's the equivalent of her telling us a story at home and all of us like, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> so Whenever funny. she gets in a fight in public. Yeah. yeah multiple <laughs> times. Multiple. One time she came home and she was like, I was at the bank and I'm standing. I could feel this woman looking at me. I thought she is staring at me. So I stopped and I stared right back at her and she kept looking at me. And I thought I will stand here until this place closes until you look away first. <laughs> I was like, that is just so my family, like starting fights in public, trying to piss people off in public. <laughs> my, um, my mom has a few times gotten into altercations at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But there is a famous story in our family of her being at the cash register, all of her stuff's on the conveyor belt, and this woman behind her is like, you're taking too long. And so she starts taking things off of the conveyor belt that my mom had put on them and just putting them back in her cart, being like, you have too many things, you're taking too long, whatever. And so my mom started taking things that this woman was putting on the cart and throwing them at her face. <laughs> So my mom was throwing like full heads of lettuce at a woman in a supermarket being like, you need to go find another register just over and over. So that's I think I love your mom. She's she's normal. And then she just has moments where she's like, today, I'm going to start some shit. She she once rammed (laughs) somebody's grocery store. I don't know how much of this story is accurate, but I'm going to share this where she was walking through the grocery store in the middle of the day. She had just had knee surgery, and so she was kind of hobbling with her cart. And she saw these two younger women who had, like, you know, hand hand baskets. And they weren't really taking... They were just, like, walking and kind of shadowing her throughout the grocery store. And she was like, okay, I know what this is. And so she went down an aisle, and one of the women just put a cart lengthwise down the aisle, blocking it at the end. And she was like, okay. And she got halfway down the aisle, and then the woman behind her did a cart blocking the other way. And she was like, oh, you're going to try and take my purse. And so hobbled knee, she got as much of a running start as she could, and she slammed her cart into the one at the end of the aisle and knocked both of them over, made a huge scene, and everybody looked, and then just stood there staring this woman in the face and went, do it. And both of the women just bolted for the exit of the suit. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what's crazy? My friend Eric growing up, his mom told us a story. She was car- She was... 
uh, and on a bus with her kid who was like one and a guy ran up and took her purse and she uh, ran off the bus. She ran off after him, got into a cab, followed where that guy went. He went on a new bus. She got on the bus after and walked right up and said, give me my purse back. Jesus. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> yeah, at that point, it had to. nothing inside of it, but she got her purse back. I also, mean, it kind of sounds like your mom is going to a pretty bad grocery store. Yeah. 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 What grocery store is your mother going to? Like, I, I mean, is she like in Kuwait? Like, what is happening? <laughs> we are in a conservative red town in Massachusetts somehow. I don't yeah. I would have never been able to survive. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. No. Do you want to do our final five? Yeah, let's do our final five. All right. We asked the same five question of same five questions of all of our guests, and they're all completely original. None of them were ripped off from James Lipton's Inside the Actor's Studio, and he can go right to hell if he tries to cease and desist us one more time. Question one. If you could be any video game character, who would you be and why? Um, probably. Probably. Oh, this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> Any video game character? I mean, there's definitely funny answers for sure. Like, I'd be Ditto. Um, <laughs> probably, if I had his stamina, probably Link in Breath of the Wild, just because yeah. of the fun. Just climbing everywhere, doing whatever the fuck yeah, you want. Yeah, just, just paraglide. Like the, yeah, probably that. I like it. I like it. Question two If you could get rid of one video game in history, what would it be? Uh, E.T. from Atari. No, I would get rid of um, any video game in history. Um, that's a really hard one. I don't like Crash Bandicoot. Really? I just felt like it was such a, like, PlayStation was trying so hard to be like, we have our own Mario Sonic thing. Yeah. And it was and like, we, did, we did, did this. Get out of here. And now they're like making a new one. And I'm sure there's fans of it. But I was such a Nintendo guy that anything PlayStation felt foreign to me. So I was like, Crash Bandicoot, like, get out of here. Like, we, I barely accepted Sonic. You think I'm going to take this bullshit? <laughs> oh, no. What was the guy, Ray something with like the Rayman. hands? What is yeah. it? Rayman. Rayman. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Rayman. <laughs> I love Fuck that bullshit off. game. On Crash Bandicoot, and then at the end being like, but it would be Rayman. Fuck Rayman. <laughs> but it would be Rayman. Rayman is the equivalent of that thing we drew, that S shape we drew in yes. middle school. On, yeah. That's what he is. He's like the Roman S or whatever. I think. No, Crash remember that S that yeah. we all drew in middle he school? Draw three yeah. lines, then three uh -huh. lines connect, triangle, yep. triangle, connect. Yep. I think Crash Bandicoot and Rayman are like, he probably doesn't know that postal. Yeah, that's yeah. a video game. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what? I couldn't hear you. There's a video game called Postal where you literally just go do mass shootings. So they're just like, yeah, it's cool. I'm just a cartoon, but that's fine. Get rid yeah. of me. Crash, right. Crash Bandicoot's like, I'm edgy. Get out of here. Postal still gets to exist. <laughs> I mean, Rayman is the equivalent of like, like a, a, a warhead, like lemon flavor being a video game. Like it right. just yeah. is so of its time. I don't know. I was stupid. I always thought it was dumb. That's fair. Question three. If you were to make up a video game title for your life, what would it be? Faggot. <laughs> Tell me about this game, Mateo. <laughs> what did you say? Sorry, you froze up. Sorry. Tell me about this game. How do you play this game? Oh, you wake up and you feel shame and... <laughs> um, 
You know, you make coffee, you get on Grinder, you, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. And Actually, just- Grinder is kind of like a fun video game if you really think about it. It's just like you get on. There seems to be endless possibilities, but in end- you always lose. You always to- lose, and you lose with gonorrhea. Yeah, just for fun. What's your like least favorite thing about Grinder? The fact that I feel like I need it. Oh. <laughs> It got real. Uh, <laughs> all right. Question four. What one aspect of video game life do you wish was true in real life? Um, like things that happen in video games that I wish were happening in real life? Like mechanics or just asp- like, you know, the, the thing that everybody goes to first is like, oh, just infinite lives. You, you can't die. I would like the ability to like, have that like endless stamina like when i'm running around in fortnite like i mean these characters have got to be exhausted i can (laughs) barely walk two blocks to get coffee without being like woo, you know and these characters are running uphill with the same speed that they are sliding down it so i would i would like that type of stamina pickaxes are fucking heavy Heavy. they're so So heavy so are guns (laughs) i was like pickaxes try the the rocket launcher? like glider that you fly in oh, on yeah. and then the pickaxe and then the mini gun and then the rocket launcher and then like doom's bomb power it's like this is a lot it's basically that game is all about forearm strength it's all yeah it is it's you know i feel like that game realistically would be a bunch of people who could barely carry a pistol hiding in a bush yeah yeah <laughs> you just described america in two months number I five did it. If heaven exists, what would you hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Again, completely original. Oh, what would he say to me if I arrive at the pearly gates? What would um, you like to hear him say? I you? just imagine your whole family interrupts him and just saying, what's up, Mateo? And like they're all just coming <laughs> to hug you. Hey, you know, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Whatever, no. yeah. He can wait, he can wait, he can wait. I th- I which I'm trying to think of like a Christopher Hitchens answer. Like um that would be you're not real. <laughs> right. I mean, I think we I think actually if I got to heaven, I think both God and I would be equally shocked to see each other. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like you, he didn't know you were coming. He's omnipotent, but he didn't know you, you were coming. Both say, okay, what are you like, doing? Well, he's going here? to hell. I'm like, "Well, I'm going to hell." Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, based off everything God said, things aren't looking pretty good for me. <laughs> I love it. This has been Final Five. Uh, we have one last thing. One final thing. And it's two last things, but they're super simple. What would you like to plug? And secondly... More importantly... Where's your favorite place to eat in the whole world? Oh, you just asked... You just un- Okay. Yep. <sighs> favorite place to eat in the whole world or New York yeah. City? Oh world. Let's do both. Who cares? Okay. One, please follow me and my podcast called Inside the Closet, which I host with a great comedian named Emma Willman. Um, okay. Favorite restaurant in the whole world is Ziumberto in Trastevere in Roma. It is a trattoria, and they have a dish called Bucatini alla Matriciana, which is the best bowl of pasta I've ever had in my entire life. It is, I still dream of it with my friend Claudio, who lives in Rome, when he goes there, he takes pictures of me. It is the best, I mean, it's the greatest, it's the best food. Italy, I just can't. It's the best. Bucatina Matriciana. 
Um, in New York, I go to uh, two restaurants, Piccola Cucina and Ribalta. Ribalta is a pizzeria napolitana that has Vera Pizza, and it's all from Naples, and it's authentic to Naples cooking and region, and it's very good. And then I go to Piccola Cucina, the um, seafood one, because they have a great cacio e pepe. Oh. But also I like La Freschetta di San Castello dell'Angelo, I think is the name of it, in Rome, where they have una carbonara that's like out of this world. What is the the Bucatini from the first restaurant? What is Bucatini alla Matriciana is uh there's so there's four famous Roman pastas, mm-hmm. right? They're all made with dry pasta and they're all made uh they're kind of a version of one another. I guess the basis being dry pasta with pecorino romano cheese. Uh, one being carbonara, which Americans know nothing about, but it's made with guanciale, <laughs> which is this part of the pig. Right. And um, but Bucatini Matriciana is uh, Bucatini being the dry pasta with the hole in the middle. So mm-hmm. Bucatini meaning little hole. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's made in a red sauce that's sauteed with guanciale, that type of meat, and then pecorino oh. romano cheese. Yeah. So it's like this like hearty, smoky red sauce with the sharpness of the pecorino cheese and then like the perfect al dente bucatini it's so good and for some reason this restaurant Ziumberto, makes it better than anybody on the face of the planet it's to die for to die for we found this um uh this italian deli over in pasadena that actually has guanciale and i actually made like oh nice actual carbonara from the for the first time with the real ingredients a few weeks ago and it's like oh this is an entire flavor i've never gotten in anything i've ever had Americans make the mistake of trying. So carbonara is five ingredients, pasta, mm. guanciale, pepper, egg, pecorino. That's it. There's no garlic. There's no peas. There's no onion. There's no cream. There's no Parmesan. None of that. So when you get a real carbonara, it's about the assembly. So it's about taking the egg yolk, bringing it together with the mm. hot pasta water and the pecorino romano and then bringing it. So that creates the sort of creaminess that you see. But Americans are like, I'm going to throw peas. I'm going to put cream. I'm going to make a fettuccine Alfredo, a dish that also doesn't exist in Italy. So, um, yeah, I think carbonara, the real carbonara, it's very difficult to find the real carbonara, so I have to make it at home. God. There you go. I want pasta now. There you go. I do too. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Do we have any final thoughts on Super Metroid? I mean incredibly influential games spawned an entire genre of video games coming after it. I would say it single-handedly changed the experience and the way we view and play video games forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's up. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, I think it's not like it created video games, but I think it's one of those games that I think it's just a game that was, it just elevated and changed the genre of what video games can be. Yeah, that it's that it's left a stain on every game that we play today in a yeah. great way. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Great stain. It is. It's the <laughs> best stain. It's, it's like you got stain. you got that fucking carbonara all oh, over perfect. you. It's all over your shirt, and you're gonna save it for later. And you gotta eat carbonara right away. You can't save it for later. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're so Italian. You're so Italian. I know I am. Well, I'm really passionate. Like, I was trying to make a joke about, like, during quarantine, everyone decided that they were a chef. And, of course, they make pasta first because they think it's easy. I just yeah. saw, like, just an array of shit pasta. Yeah. Just overcooked, spongy, shitty, yep. terrible pasta. And people are like, I cooked. I'm like, that is literally gutter trash. I 
I was so mad for the first month because there was nothing in the grocery store. And I was just looking around. I was like, oh, now you all cook. Now you're all doing this. Like, get the fuck out of my house. I'm sick but, of this. But then they, like, if you're, so if you're raised by, like, an ethnic parent, then you, like, I was so ready for quarantine. Like, first mm. of all, my grandparents are Italian. They've been living in quarantine for 40 years. I mean, they don't leave the house. Everything's in plastic. <laughs> they don't talk to people. They've got food stocked up for months. To enough toilet paper. Literally, my grandparents could single-handedly have saved Katrina. They have so much toilet paper. <laughs> but, uh, and, and paper towel. But um, so, you know, you go to the grocery store and you're going to cook. There's so, there were, to me, there were so many options. It's like, okay, well, I have, there are tomatoes. So there's tomato paste. So there's, there's, you know, I could still get basil, garlic, or there's so many different combinations you can make. My friend Nick couldn't even, it was, I was like, you're, what do you have for breakfast? Iced coffee, Dunkin' Donuts, iced coffee every morning. I said, well, they don't have Dunkin' Donuts. So you're going to have to make your own iced coffee. And he's like, I'm not Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> So people just didn't know what they were doing. Oh, I'm glad they're out of the grocery stores a little more now. Yeah. <laughs> Feels more at home. All right. Uh, reminder to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New Player Pod and rate us, review us five stars wherever you listen to this podcast. And also a reminder that uh, a week from today, if you're listening to this, we are having our last full sister district fundraiser to help elect progressive candidates to state legislature at you know, the local level. So please join us. A small donation. You get to play video games with me, Keith. We've got Glenn Buzan, Greg Proops, Bitch Puddin. Uh, Are you a Karen rapper? Nugent. Yeah, we have a lot of people uh, guesting on this next one. <laughs> 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 they they drop just one verse and they get out. We're having a bunch of people join. Dave Holmes is going to be there. So, so swing on by, play games with all of us, raise money for a good cause, and try to stay sane before the election. That's it. That's it. All right, shall we get out of here? Yes, Mateo, thank you so, thank you much. so much. Go for check out Mateo's stand-up. He's you've been on all hilarious. the you've been on all the late nights, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been um, on yes, all the one f- controversial one that did not air my set. What? what? Who didn't? Who didn't? What? Tell us. No, tell no, us after. no. Tell us after. <laughs> Come on. When we're not recording, tell us after. I want to know Mm-mm, it. We've no, done no. We, we've done comedy with Mateo, and we've done bad rooms and good rooms, and every single time, Mateo fucking crushed. I will, like, every single there, time. I've never seen you not crush. Right. <laughs> I have well, only seen Well, that's you very nice out. of you. I would like that rumor to continue. Continue on because I have not personally experienced that. <laughs> go, go watch his stand up and then be shocked by his singing voice. Yeah. So go oh, check that's him out. That's right. I sing. God, I'm yeah. so gay. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. Keith. Jesse. Mateo. Aristotle. Pasta. Aristotle. Did All you right. say pasta? Pasta. Shouting out pasta. Thanks. Jesus. Let's get right. out of here. Right. This is New Player's Joined. Bye. Bye. Bye.